Hey everybody, welcome to Don't Sit in the Front. I'm your host, James Hilmer. This week I recorded a quick episode uh, bringing back my friend Pow. We both watched Bo Burnham's Inside, his new special on Netflix. Pow and other people were texting me, telling me I need to watch it. Some of the things he discusses and comments on are things I like to talk about on this podcast, kind of the impact of comedy on different social commentaries. It's also a great time capsule of looking at his year living through the pandemic, trying to make this special on his own in his apartment. I recorded this uh, very late after coming back from seeing comedy, so it's a little bit all over the place. And then related to that, kind of long story short, the audio got a little bit messed up and I had to rely on the Zoom audio file and we had kind of different levels and I tried to clean it up as best I could. Uh, it's definitely listenable, uh, it's just my audio is a bit louder than Pow's at different points, but it kind of evens out as it goes. The show I was at was recent guest, two-time Don't Sit in the Front guest, Katrina Davis. She is running an hour of hers that she will be recording as a special in New York at the end of the month. Congratulations to her. It felt great to see a full hour of comedy in a room with people, seeing someone working on that hour, working out the last kinks with it, lighting up the room. Uh, it was amazing. Congrats to her, and uh, it'll be great to see when that is all done and we can watch her first hour special. So yeah, this is another installment of the segment Thick Wisconsin Accent, Volume 2 with Pow. Welcome to Don't Sit in the Front. This is a impromptu emergency recording. Oh my God. Thick Wisconsin Accent Volume Two uh, with Pow. And and like by popular demand, a couple of my core core listeners were like, "Who's that? What's that electric energy that comes off of this episode? When are we gonna get more of it?" <laughs> electric. Us just fighting. Just yeah. Fighting all the time. Low-key trying to figure out if we're friends or not. Yeah, that's the energy I mean, people crave. <laughs> find out on this episode of Thick Wisconsin Accent, a subsidiary of um, Don't Sit in the Front. Uh, it's part, part of the, the network, yeah. Podcast network, yeah. Yeah. So we had, it's an emergency recording because we, this is a weird vibe. We're recording late at night. Uh, we had to get in some reactions Pow alerted me to Bo Burnham's new special, and I felt like I had to seize the the good vibes and energy. Uh, <laughs> Bo Burnham's special Inside is great. Uh, I liked it a lot. Glad that they alerted me to it. My sister and like a couple other people that had heard my podcast and hear the kind of things I talk about on it all messaged me. Uh, our mutual friend uh, Victoria was like, you need to watch this. A couple of people reached out. Shout out. And we're like, uh, this is definitely up your alley. So that's why we're having a emergency recording. I was like, Pow, who has Stop seemed a little bit ambivalent about stand up or comedy in general, 
but was like had a beginner's mind. That's kind of the theme of the last installment of Thick Wisconsin Accent. I was uh, excited about it. So I was like, got to seize that good vibe. And then I'm also recording this late at night. I'm just coming off of seeing uh, Katrina Davis, uh, who was recently on this podcast. Is did not <laughs> did not go to Dynasty Typewriter. This was in like an art space in Glendale. She is practicing an hour. She'll be recording her uh, an hour special in New York at the end of the month, and wanted to practice it. It was amazing. I got to meet. Let's see, four of the people that have been on this podcast: uh, Kadi Asad, Lexi Grace. Uh, Angie Stalker, all were at this event as well, uh, including Katrina Davis. So we got to finally meet in person, not just on Zoom. So good vibes coming off the comedy show. Powell, what are your vibes? What are you What are you up to? Tonight, I mean, yeah. I have um, family over my very timid cat. He's scared for his life. Mm. Um, but yeah, overall, having a good time, eating good food, uh, trying to, you know, um, tidy things up. I did a little work today, you know, nothing crazy. Took some good pictures and just like looking good as always. Yeah. <laughs> that, Those it. are good vibes. So I, I watched the Bo Burnham's new special inside. I watched it last night. I was like, I am so happy the pandemic is over question mark. And felt very, I felt glad to be alive and a human. And I felt very creative. Um, really? I felt it was very dark at the same time. Yeah. What well, you had watched it last week, though. What were your vibes after I, watching it? We're doing general vibe check right now. Yeah, I watched it, I think, uh, before <laughs> vibe check. I hate you. Um, I watched it right before the weekend. So, um, my walking out of it, I'm like very worried for this man. Um, <laughs> oh, and I also, I scrubbed through it like literally uh, 10 minutes ago. <laughs> so, cause I, you know, I forget, you know, whole parts of specials apparently. So I didn't want to be caught slipping, but I will. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, oh, and then, uh, re- I don't know, scrubbing through it again. Yeah. There was an alert, like, uh, you know how they put like the, the content warning at the beginning. Oh, maybe yeah, they added like, that. It was suicide comma language, I think. Um, which I'm glad they did because holy shit. Uh, hmm. Does that part get re... I'm like, I'm, am I about to turn this off? Like, um, Yeah, I guess I'll give a general uh, content warning for this episode too. I don't think we'll go super into it. Um, but the special does talk about suicide. So... Um, I don't know. I can't really give a predictor on what time code to skip or anything. I'll just say for this episode, content warning, um, suicide. Yes. Google it though. Yeah. I think it's somewhere in the middle. Not entirely sure, but like it'll, it'll get you. Um, I was like, I'm worried about him. Yeah. It's so funny because like you, I don't know if you had the same thought, but I was like, I'm like, do I need to go to therapy? But also, bitch needs to go to therapy. And like, right after it cuts, and he's like, mm. I'm fine. <laughs> so I, I think, so I think he, if, listeners, you should definitely watch it. I think we're just going to bounce around and talk about different aspects of this special, which is very innovative. Bo Burnham uh, made a special 
over the course of his time in quarantine and the pandemic using all equipment and things he uh, shot, directed, uh, produced it. And well, I think there's other producers and things. There's a lot of good editing and stuff that comes later, but he made, he's known for his musical comedy specials that are kind of mixed stand up in a theater type setting with uh, his like musical numbers and things. This was all in one room over the course of the pandemic and it shows. Yeah. Allegedly. Oh. Well, here's the one thing I would say is, you're like, he needs to go to therapy. I'm pretty sure he was and is and has always yeah, he does, been. Yeah, he does mention that. Yeah. yeah. That he, he worked on it um, later on. But yeah, I like how it's a, you know, he got all the lighting shit. It's like part documentary. Like he's like, it's been six months. Like like he's in the fucking wilderness. Um, yeah, I think there's a, the conceit of it. It's more of a representation because the conceit of it is like he's locked in there. Um, and I'm sure he was going outside. I'm sure he was doing stuff. My, my one friend was texting me about it and was saying, shout out Sylvia was saying he, I think he lived with his long-term partner. Like, uh, so it's like, there's a certain suspension of disbelief you take with all like stand up and comedy and stuff. We talked about this a little bit in the last one, like not everything's really talk about. Um, even I kind of assume that like he probably went out and did stuff. There was different points of the pandemic where it seemed like he could so go you outside. Think that now that you're in with comedians, you can just like air out their secrets. Like you barely just got in. Are you trying to get out? You were the, like, you were the one that brought up the oh Diddy though or whatever. What was your thought on that? Well, because I can't trust this man. because in his past specials like the one where he's like taking a break to drink water and like he but he has everything like very specifically like choreographed and it's Mm -hmm. like a whole gag so i'm like okay from that point onward i'm gonna take everything that he but then i don't want to give him too much credit either like as intentional like um I don't know, like, there's this really nice shot of, like, him in a blankie, and, like, he's on a pillow, and, like, mm-hmm. there's, like, a mic nestled, but, like, all the, it's, like, an organized mess, you have, like, these tangles mm-hmm. of, like, um, chords and shit, but it looks, like, really, it looks really staged, um. So yeah, because, like, like there's a camera pointing down. Like, how big is this room? There's, like, an arch in the middle of it, I'm, like, this is probably a big-ass house, um like he also I don't know. Does filming for the day and then like he'll he'll walk like <laughs> off you know like out of that room and like have this huge gorgeous like i don't know kitchen and like sofas with pelts and shit and i don't know mm. so even if it is to me even if it is not a true like he was truly locked in and worked on it all the time did nothing else um to me it is a good representation of what many people went through I also, uh, watching it, I'm kind of like, that's not like when I talk to people back in Wisconsin where things were pretty much open and depend, it really depended, it literally depended on your politics, whether you were thinking the pandemic was real or not. Um, in this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) So, so talking to some people, if they were to watch this special, they'd be like, I don't get it. I don't know what you're talking about. Like we weren't inside. So I think it is going to be weird how it plays in certain, for certain like, people. Wait, just You don't get to enjoy it then. Get out. Yeah. Yes, you don't get, get to relate to it. Hmm. 
My the one one question I was thinking of was, what's your favorite song? Oh my god! Well, you fucking texted me like, oh, I can't get the white woman out. The oh no, it sounds so bad. <laughs> <laughs> The fucking Instagram shit out of out of my head, and I'm like, oh my god, it's in my head now, and I mm. haven't like stopped. Um, I think ah, uh, I don't know. I like the uh, I always like the fucking medley at the end where he like puts everything together. Oh yeah. Um, what sticks out in my mind is the ev- everything, a little bit of everything. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Or is that the one where he's going through different, it's just like random things from the internet? Yeah, that one. Yeah. It, like there's so many different styles. Like he does that with all the specials or hits so many different styles, but some of them are so upbeat in musical style and presentation with such dark content. And uh, one of the themes kind of running through it and like things he was talking about after he made that movie eighth grade were just the poison of the internet and social media and he's very much conflicted by how his rise to fame is through the internet but he's been pretty vocal like don't it's like basically like don't consume anything but he needs it to live so he's got like a whole other thing going on without the pandemic even being part of it but the songs that are very dark um i was laughing the most because it that's usually it. usually my uh sense of humor so him laying in the pile of cables and saying, maybe don't program your minds from a young age. Like he kind of gives this little screed. He's like, maybe don't. And then it just cuts to something else. I think those are my Techno favorite parts. Or I don't know, whatever his little rant was about. My the, my runner up is um, the one about like FaceTiming your mom. Oh, yeah. It was cat. You know, like it <laughs> have to be complicated. I think those the early half... And I don't know what order he did them in. I think the early half of the special where white woman's Instagram, mm-hmm. FaceTiming with my mom, those types of songs, sexting. the sexting one. I think that's when you can see when he's like, okay, like I'm, I gotta do this inside, whatever. I'll do it myself. Something. Yeah. You can kind of play with the format. He's got like the projector on him with the different emojis for the sexting one. It's like, that's where it looks like he's like having fun with it. And then it takes a different turn towards the middle, and then his beard gets longer and his hair gets longer. Uh, it's kind of the visual. This is the beard and the hair, right? <laughs> Please, every every dude, every dude that can like grow out the the stuff uh, from you know from the head and the face, mm. um, that I know of did the thing, and I'm sure there's more at Twitter, right? Did the thing where you grow? Didn't you do it? Yeah, I mean, it's still kind of right there. here, live, live. Yeah, you can see it. <laughs> um, I felt a great affinity hair. with his beard and hair because he has a real scraggly one too. My God, my God, I was just like, oh, and there is a part where it's kind of like everything's like kind of trimmed down. He looks a little more like put together, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, everyone and their grandmother grew out their beard and was like, I'm gonna do it as a little challenge, a little. <laughs> Like, I'm going to do it, like, I'm going to, you know, grow it out. And then when it ends, it'll be, like, this moment of, like, rejuvenation and blah, blah, blah. And now mm. people have, like, cut their shit. But it's like a, you know, is it over? I think I will keep longer hair for a bit. Well, just because I don't know what to do. And I, I just kind of don't care anymore. A lot of things I was just like, 
I was self-conscious about certain things mm. that I just don't care about anymore. I'm just happy to be alive. Um, what was your hair journey though? You cut your hair, I think. Yeah. So I was like, I doubled down. I was like, you know what? It's going to be a different color every fucking month. It's going to, I'm going to like trim. I'm going to, you know, keep the fade. I learned how to do it myself, like the undercut. And, mm. you know, um, you know, I employed my sister for like, you know, like the, the back. Well, now, but before I didn't care because I was like, you just need to see this. <laughs> yeah. Gesturing to the front of my face. Um, well, my face. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And like I did, when, when did we start? I had like purple hair at the beginning. And then um, I, um, do you remember? I don't remember anymore. I think I went like white, silver. Oh. Was pink ever in there? See, so I haven't done pink, and that's because I'm scared. So Scared of the impact it's going to have on everyone? What do you mean? I, I don't know. I'm just, like, really scared. And I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be scared. Mm. I should, like, get into it. But I'm just uh, uh, deeply, deeply afraid of feeling myself a little too much. And I think I would be a little too powerful. Mm, yeah, that's... I knew there was that aspect in there I somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm just like, I'm not ready to ascend. Like, I have to stay on the earth so I can continue the segment on your podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> You're welcome. Like, I don't know. Maybe I might do it. I also haven't done green. I think the most green I've mm. gone is mint. Which yeah. Which is kind of what I have. I don't know. Right now I have Baja Blast. It is. <laughs> Pao's hair right now is definitely the color of a nice, refreshing Baja Blast. <laughs> so... You live, so I was just kind of thinking, because I'd be talking about this with you and I was watching it. I was very fortunate that I quarantined with my wife. We could both work from home. You uh, eventually went and lived with your family. You had people to talk to, people to interact with. Yeah, I think I adopted a cat. You had a cat. Many people found different ways to cope with this. I will never know what the pandemic was like for the people that truly lived alone which is even if it's not really his situation Bo Burnham um I I think that he made a nice piece of art to potentially represent that experience what this is about I had like forgotten yes (laughs) you bring up my hair I'm like I black out (laughs) (laughs) but I'm wondering because like how much time were you in uh yeah and you had the foresight to say fuck this. So it wasn't even it wasn't even me. It was um our friend uh, Yasu. Mm. Baby, I don't know. You're gonna. I, I don't think you're gonna listen. Do I gotta this, bleep her name? Me. I don't know. <laughs> Beep. Um. Yeah. So she was like, "You gotta go home, bitch." Like. Mm-hmm. So okay, and this is how it happened. I went to H Mart. You know H Mart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I lived like a block from one, uh, a long time ago. Whoa, doxing yourself. Oh yeah, not need that there anymore. Yeah. No, no, I don't. <laughs> and there's so many, there's so many. You'll never yeah. One. So yeah, just to do like my little groceries. I think it was like the second week school had been canceled and, um, 
I I went and I was like, you know what's gonna be, you know what's gonna fucking hit movie night alone, uh, you know, mm. and I'm just gonna have some ice cream. So I'm very picky about sweet things. It cannot be any just normal thing. My favorite flavor is pistachio. If mm. anyone in the fan club wants to send me some some pints, is that what, I don't know. Um, it's gonna be hard to send ice cream. I think. Well, to my PO box. I'll yeah. pick it up. I pick it up every thirty. <laughs> Maybe like boxes of the dry powder that becomes pistachio pudding. How do you feel about pistachio pudding, Jello brand? We're gonna we're gonna move past this. Okay. <laughs> we're just gonna pretend that you didn't just talk about pudding with me. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, the only one they had was like dark chocolate, which I'm mm. like, oh, okay, that passes. Like you know, if it's a little bitter, like me, love it. Mm-hmm. Long story short, as I proceed to make it longer, um, I ended up picking salt caramel, but I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay, that I remember you. Crazy. I remember you sharing this like it was some great travesty, okay. and everyone who hears the story is like, "You chose the better option on accident because your heart oh, knew." My my heart didn't know. They, yeah. oh, okay, first of all, first of all, a, a bleep the company out, Talenti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How uh, does I don't... your salt caramel, uh, and if you're going to sponsor him, just like pretend this didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> how does your salt caramel and your dark chocolate, like how are they the same fucking color? So anyway, I confuse them. I get mm. home. I pack everything, you know, I put everything away like normal. Like about, I don't know, a week later, I'm like, mm, you know what would hit right now? <laughs> you know what would hit? Some fucking dark chocolate ice cream, gelato bullshit. And then I open my fridge, whatever. I'm like, I don't even read it, because who reads these days, right? You know? Mm. Um, and I open it, and it's like this salty smell. And I'm like, something has gone so fucking wrong with my dark chocolate. I look, I read the front. It says salt caramel. I have a whole ass meltdown. I have a whole, I'm like hysterical. I'm on mm-hmm. like, I'm so hysterical that I'm on Messenger doing the fucking voice recording shit because I cannot be bothered to type. And I'm like, I'm, I don't know, I'm laughing maniacally. Like, I don't know. Like, it just flipped a switch. It was mm. kind of like, I don't know, like a mountain of things. And this is what, like, the third the third week of being alone. And I thought I was cool with it because, like, yeah. I did... I did, you know, like, I've done silent retreats in the past as a way to, you know, get myself to, like, shut the fuck up and be comfortable, like, sharing a silence with someone, which I can no longer do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So I thought I was better than that, and turns out I wasn't, and it took a couple of friends to be like, go home, bitch. Like, to sternly just be like, okay. And then then I called my mommy. (laughs) pick me up and then i paid the rent on that fucking apartment for like i don't know how many months it was crazy that talenti right there was your like rock bottom of like i shouldn't be alone right now yeah what do you i'm trying to think of what his rock bottom in the special is Hmm. probably trigger warning skip ahead like 30 seconds when he was like just for the record i don't want to kill myself but if i could uh, for one year then I probably would it's like that is the al- absolute low point of the special okay if the trigger warning people are back uh, hopefully okay. we're through it Welcome hopefully they're coming later. back yeah. yeah 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 I'll edit it we'll see what happens um, oh my god beep <laughs> cut <laughs> I think um, my I remember I had like a rock bottomy type moment where even though I wasn't alone like this old woman in our building 
I helped her do something with her Christmas tree once. And it's like, since then she, this was years ago, but she would come to me for like everything. And I realized like, I kind of opened the seal of like people in the building won't help her with stuff. And she found someone who will. And it was always this thing of being like, Oh, she's always going to ask me and it's fine to help her sometimes. But then this pandemic was happening and she's real old and I think not in the best health anyway. And I was like, I really can't come to your apartment and help with that. And I, was wiping down the fucking groceries because we thought we had to do that for a while and I couldn't do that. And I had to tell her like, I can't right now. It's not safe. And I just like burst into tears. That was my little point. Sorry to bring this back up for everybody. Uh, but vaccinations are good. You have so many layers. You're like a little onion. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I didn't realize that there was this whole thing going on over at your uh, complex. I think, um, you crying and shit. <sighs> a Sagittarius man just wants to move on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a Pisces, by the way. Um, okay. The low point, I think I would have to agree. I mean, that was definitely like a memorable part where I was just like, it. I don't know, the record scratch or whatever. Is mm. that legible to you? Um, yeah. I'm trying to be, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, I, I love the record scratch, yeah. Yeah, it was like a, it, it was that moment because I was just like, oh my god, I'm uncomfortable. And there were many points where I was uncomfortable. Can we talk about how he loses clothes progressively? Like, oh yeah, he got real, he was really feeling himself in the middle there. He's like so <laughs> naked for some of it. Yeah, I forgot yeah, about that. <laughs> like the sexting one, it's toward the beginning, but like he's, he has like these white boxers and like he's jumping around. Yeah. You know, and yeah. <laughs> and um, I was just like, okay, uh, well, whatever. It's just you know, he's just vibing. Like we're all getting comfy at home, and I don't, you know, it felt like very intimate. And I, and in in many parts, I especially like the the reflective parts. I was just like, I feel like I have walked into something that I shouldn't have. Like I'm reading someone's diary. Not that mm. I've ever done that. I would never do that. <laughs> and, but it felt like I walked in on him several times and speaking right. of being walked in on that spoiler alert for everybody I'm like you know what just go just stop stop mm-hmm. go watch it it's on the Netflix or mm. go, you know we don't condone pirating but like you know, you know do what you have to do um, and come back but there's this part where he just he's just like sitting sideways and there's like no clothes on this man mm-hmm and he's like, I don't know. He's like singing his little heart out. My mom, <laughs> my my mother. Oh my god! Oh my, this is so humiliating. You watch this in the living room. I watch this in the bedroom. Is okay. What it's getting to me because yeah, in the living room, you know, it would have been a different vibe. I'd have been like, I don't give a fuck. I just want to listen to some music. No, I, I was like, <laughs> I I had just texted you. I was like. Bitch, like, this shit is about, you know, like, how you always mention, um, I don't know, like, fucking, uh, what comedy's for and, like, hard times or whatever, and, like, all of the comics are like, yeah, it's, uh, Zoom shows, and, like, it feels so good to be back. It was, like, very those vibes I had uh-huh. messaged you, and I was like, okay, I'm ready to, like, um, I, I didn't even take any notes. Like, you know, I was just like, oh, okay, it's an experience. Um, mm-hmm. So I had that. She walked in on me. She sees this naked dude, like, just sit, singing in, uh, like, blue lighting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me. And she was like, 
oh my god is he naked and like what the <laughs> fuck do i say what the fuck do i say so i was just like um be like no yeah. he's scantily clad but no, having no. a nervous breakdown <laughs> i went in i was like you know what mom i'm watching porn yeah. <laughs> he leaned into it. I'm like, yeah, he's naked, whatever. Like, yeah, I'm a big pervert. We've been through this, whatever. But yeah, I got mm. walked in on and I was like <laughs> I was like, I'm never gonna recover from this, um, socially, but it's okay. I think she already forgot about it. It's um, like he did get yeah. very libidinal. <laughs> he got very sexual in the middle of it. And then I kinda wonder if some of that's just logistical, like it was the summer and it just made more sense to be so active and singing and dancing and posing around with less clothing. He also seemed to get, he had gotten really fit maybe. So he was into it, but I don't know if it's like fit, fit. I think he just is always skinny and lost a lot of weight. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, you know, good, good for him. Bo Burnham (laughs) and and the lady that asked for help at your apartment complex, if you're listening to this, Um, I'm sorry, but we love you, I guess. Um, mm. yeah, so can I ask you something? Um, so you're like past 30. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I'm 18. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, Pow, how old are you? Oh, for real? Did I yeah. Just, oh, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm like, you know, 22, 26, around there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is that you? <laughs> Somewhere in there, yeah. Um, if I, if I were on the dating apps, that would be my scale. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm open. Just kidding. Um, okay, yeah, I wanted to ask you that, because he turns 30 on the, mm-hmm. on the thing, right? And it's like mm-hmm. real fucking sad. So I wanted to ask you what your 30th birthday was like and you know just to see what things i have you know to look forward to and oh. it's like a big deal right um, yeah. yeah my 30th birthday was wonderful i chose well because i was born on thanksgiving so my birthday is always in that week every six years it's on thanksgiving and we're so thankful baby we're so yeah <laughs> I, you know, Thanksgiving's messed up, the false narrative, the genocide, all of it. I say, fuck all that. And it's my birthday week and National James uh, Week. Yes. I like to eat Thanksgiving food, though. I grew up oh, with that around that week. Yeah. So my 30th birthday, I stayed in LA. Um, I had a friend come visit me, my good friend Elisa from undergrad. Shout out. She. Oh, um, got Thanksgiving dinner from Andre's is a spaghetti place that does on just on Thanksgiving. They do a full like buffet of Thanksgiving food. We did that. Um, I got cake at my favorite place. Um, What's your favorite place? I don't want to give free clout cause they got a sponsor of the podcast. Okay, it's Al- okay, okay. it's Alcove in Los Feliz. Um, they have good cake and a nice patio to eat at. We'll got cake the there. Another friend. Uh, came good close friends. I have good conversations with. I feel like if you, if I had known you at this point, you would have been there. And why didn't you invite me? I don't think I knew you yet. I'm thinking what year I turned. 
I'm thinking what year I turned 30. I was thinking about, I kind of, I almost knew you were going to ask me. I was trying to think, what did I do on my 30th birthday? It did feel momentous kind of leaving youth or. Oh my God, this is so dramatic. It is a a milestone. You got to think about this, pal. What do you want to be? What do you want to be doing? Not like, I don't mean like goals or career wise. I just mean like if you could have a wish list for yourself for when you're 30 how are you going to pass into your 30s what wish what do list? you hope well actually i was listening to this really great podcast recently i listened to it when i'm like on the freeway which you know out here in the desert is often um and mm. uh it's this podcast anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> y'all were talking about um like what like what do you want like aspirational stuff it's like okay what do you want to do teach and you were saying like oh you know you're already doing that mm. um yeah that like puts shit into perspective because and honestly i didn't plan past uh this point like i'm like you know whatever happens happens and you know like if i mm. open like a kitty clothing shop like so be it or if i you know but i think this is what i i wanted to do and i'm probably gonna keep doing it it doesn't have to be and it's fun it doesn't have to be complicated but by mm. 30 i don't know james that's a long time from now for yeah that's eight years. to four years from now <laughs> <laughs> so oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah that kind of i don't know about that um i think my delayed goal by 30 that i finally picked up and the pandemic kind of like was a shit or get off the pot moment was start a podcast i think i that was related okay but him turning 30 so now i'm kind of like i don't think that was real but it's still powerful maybe it was real i think he knew the import of that moment like i don't know if the clock sitting there was really that time you know what i mean but it's still it's it kind of doesn't matter to me that's kind of my thing is i've heard a couple of people be like it wasn't truly that and i'm like well it's not a documentary and documentaries got all kinds of like doctored things in them so I kind of don't care. I think the representation is more important than a tr- than a one for one reflection. Okay, um, that's what my old uh, undergrad advisor used to tell us all the time uh, in like religious studies classes. She'd be like, "Just because it's not real, doesn't mean it's not true." Mm. I don't know if that makes any sense. It took me a few years, but it's okay. She brought it up every time. Yeah, that's another shout out to the Terrence Hartnett's podcast. He had a clip on recently on his Instagram of this woman talking about someone saying like, are you, do you believe in ghosts? And the person saying no, but I'm afraid of them. Yeah. Which I, that's how I kind of feel. It's like, I don't believe ghosts are real. I'm still very afraid of the prospect of ghosts. I think that's kind of related. Can we get back to the fact that I remember a short song where he would kind of pick up and drop different things probably quickly is the one about interns. I think I cracked up the most. Uh, There's the lyric, barely people somehow legal. I think that's my hardest laugh of the whole special, Uh, his dark take on, I don't know what do you, I think, well, I know what he was going through. It was 2020, but uh, just his take on socio-political issues i think are my favorite songs of his they go from very fun like white woman's instagram to uh i think one time he says don't you know the world is built with blood and i was like pow liked this i don't know okay so (laughs) 
Because, okay, you're hitting, like, the the main parts that I feel like everyone on social media heavily focused on. And mm-hmm. that's the... There was some controversy about the white woman's Instagram because people were like, is this misogyny? Like, we can't... Okay. Oh, I'm shaking my head, no. <laughs> yeah, he's saying no. And I think I also agree, but if there, I mean, there's more to it. It's a fine the, line, yeah. And then the other thing... Of like, well, I was like, what is a white dude's Instagram? I think that's a funnier, maybe a darker song. I don't know. Uh, white dude's Instagram is your podcast Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> don't. At don't sit, I don't know. <laughs> um, in the front. Uh, but it, him uh, calling himself out constantly, I had... It's it's funny. It's... I'm Okay, like, okay, overall, yeah, hilarious. But I think I take issue with, like, how much um, credit people are giving him. Because, uh-huh. um... Uh, or, like, they had, I don't know, him talking about the government killing MLK and stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, like, he can he can do that. And people are, like, you know, praising him, saying his name and shit. And I'm just thinking about how, um... Do you watch, did you watch Hassan Minaj? Like, he had a show on Netflix about, like, um... I did not watch his like uh, current events show. I've seen his, yeah, seen and heard his comedy before. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that current events show, like he would like call out Netflix and like you know call like several people out, and that shit got canceled. Yeah. It was really sad because that was like you know that was good. Like it was kind of like stand. I think you would like it. You should go back. Um, mm. It was like stand up. Me, I don't know what that is. <laughs> but he's standing he, up. He would um, do like a monologue. Yeah. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's mm-hmm. like a big PowerPoint behind him and like, I don't know, whatever. I'll and I'll say this. I think he's very talented and I liked his stand-up when I heard it. Mid, very good looking. Mid-Trump administration, I got very sick of the oh, clapter, yeah. which is just, he's, they're not jokes. He's just saying things I agree with on a very surface level as a political stance. There wasn't, I didn't feel like there was a, the show might be different. I didn't watch that, but I just, the clips I saw, it's like, there's no clever take or anything. You're just yeah. like, well, people were eating that shit up. Yeah. You but I, <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, fucking fuck. case in point, I didn't like it. I was like, you're not saying anything. You're not, you're not even punching up. You're just kind of like saying a statement. <laughs> you're not <laughs> punching. You're actually just talking. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, uh, strong takes, hot takes in this chat. Um, but you're, but you're, but I, were you getting so my, to the point that, yeah. Yeah, my thing is, is that, like, this man has, like, three specials. He has, like, what is it, Make Happy, the fucking other one, and this one. Mm, there's one called What? I think I like that one. Oh, yeah, What? Yeah. yeah. Um, with, you know, a glottal stop at the end. Um, yeah. Because there's a period. Yeah, important. So, yeah, so I'm thinking, like, okay, whatever. Like, and nothing's going to happen to him, and he can do that and, like, not be... I don't know if it's taken seriously or if it's just, like... I don't, I don't understand, but... Mm. um, Yeah, that brings me to the fucking... The sock. Oh, yeah. What did you think about that? Uh, that didn't hit for me. Oh, okay. Why? I, his... Well, I remember it feeling kind of goofy... I liked when his just when there was like a social critique and it's just woven into a song and it's usually very fast. So it kind of hits you in like waves of trying to, did I hear that right? Did I hear everything? I think that has some kind of effect. 
I don't know. That just didn't hit for me. And then very, when woven into very, so the I don't remember, I don't know the song titles. There's one towards the end where it's acoustic. It sounds sort of like a, um, he's doing like an Americana or like almost emo type song at the end. Like one of the lines I wrote it down was stunning 8k resolution meditation app. And it has just like, he just kind of saying all kinds of crap that we're left with. Um, I think it's kind of sketching like what the 2019 landscape was before we went through the pandemic. And now it's like, I guess we're starting back up with the problems and the weirdness that we had. I think that was my favorite kind of his critiques when they're just woven in and more layered were more interesting to me. the style was just not it for you. I actually didn't have that many problems with the sock. I I guess I did think it was weird, but whatever, right? It's Yeah. that's still when he was fun and whimsical and he was just trying shit out. And he's like, I guess I have to do different kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to me, I don't know. It's, it's like a weird, um, subversion. Cause like his whole thing is like, he's talking about how, um, I don't know, I guess like white dudes center themselves in things, but mm. him using the puppet to call himself out and be like, um, teaching you is exhausting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is like, Ah, I don't like I don't know how to feel about it because I feel like people would take I I don't know I envision people watching this and being like oh my god the puppet or like him he's right like always Mm. you know like um trying to do shit and like not doing their own research and like demanding um labor from people to like explain things or like give out um lists or whatever Mm. but i think what isn't effective to me is that i know for a fact that other people have been saying these things Mm -hmm. um you know, not white people yeah. have been saying these things for so long that him, I don't know, like him saying it just kind of feels like extractive and I don't know. Like, I think if, I think one important thing is like, I made sure to not look up anything uh, until I watched it and then talked to you about it. Cause I think you're seeing on social media, you talked about how he's getting like praise for some of these different takes he has on things. He's getting praise and like weird criticism and it's all weird. I was, I just don't care to hear any of that. I feel like I just want to analyze the thing itself. Mm-hmm. I'm also thinking the sack feels like he must have been doing that around like June 2020 when every like like all the like coming back in the fall. Well, I mean, there were like protests oh, and the the professional class was all like sharing on their Instagram like here's a list of books you can read and unlearn your racism. It was all about homework. Um and that kind of messaging of like, teach yourself, don't lay, don't be labor people of color to teach you. I feel like was coming out of that type of uh, time frame. 
Could be wrong. We should ask him. We should ask him. We'll get him on next week. I'll send a message. It'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) I think he shouldn't be praised. This is kind of how I feel about all the time of like, uh, I feel like one, like shouldn't be praised. It should be the norm that people you share a community with are like teaching each other to not be fucked up Mm -hmm. and white people should just teach other white people and don't bother anybody else with it. I think he, he has a huge white audience. So I'm kind of like, he kind of lays out that song in the beginning of, uh, should anybody be joking right now? I think I liked how he had like a, um, dry erase flow chart. You can, I like, I should have paused it and screen capped it, but it was like, is it funny? Could it be taken offensive? Uh, he's kind of figuring out. And I think he landed on the thing of like, I'm going to make content anyway. So I might as well put some kind of critique and lessons in it. And I think it's, overwhelmingly white audience that's going to watch him. So I'm like, if they're getting some of those messages, I think it's minorly positive. Okay. Now the white woman's Instagram shit. So that's where he lost them. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where I was like, I don't know. I never, I never read that. And I thought maybe people were reaching online. I think when I saw that, like, yeah, it's like typical shit. But he he staged like I don't know like the little thingies falling from the ceiling. And, like, it was fucking impressive, house. I think. He was low key feeling himself. <laughs> um, so I thought, oh okay, like it's. Do you want to do this, dude? Like you can post those. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like well, you know, that was the interesting thing about the lyrics because he's like, "Is this heaven?" It's a white woman's Instagram. So it's kind of like the image and the scenario, if not built on the backs of other people and all the blood, like you mentioned in the other song, are kind of appealing aesthetically. So it's like he kind of, it's like a weird thing. It's like maybe he does want to do that, but you can't, but you know it's all fake and tacky and problematic. Okay, that's interesting, because, like, where I was going was, like, oh, okay, it's kind of like the phenomenon where, like, um, and I think I talked about this on the first, uh, you know, installation of Thick Wisconsin Accent, like, how Mm. comics will be, like... Patent pending, um, yeah. (laughs) And um, they'll be, like, doing feminine voices and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, mock women... Um, so he was kind of like mocking, but like, look, low, low key, where is this born out of, do you feel resentful because you can't express yourself that way? Mm. Because to our listeners, I think, I think you, you, you can, and, uh, you should, and we're going to go take some fire selfies, yeah. uh, you know, whenever we go to ancient typewriter, uh, mm. it's going to be cool. You're getting closer on the name. I don't know if that's your goal because you want to make it a funny one, but you're getting closer to the real one. <laughs> the point is, I think there's all he's like fully open about it. There's like a lot of white guilt in some of the songs. Yeah. I'm always confused by the concept of white guilt. Like I get why it's counterproductive and patronizing and not helpful in certain situations but i'm like it should feel guilty it should stir you to action though rather than pity or false or empty gestures i think he's just fully open you're seeing the process of him figure that out there's a couple i wonder too if you knew the 
kind of history of him. He's like one of the first big successful YouTube comics. He has that couple songs where he's talking about like, I pretty, he's like, I know a song I did when I was younger was problematic and kind of like call, he's like predicting someone's going to dig it up and find out what he said or something. Mm -hmm. He then has projected his old video of himself as a teenager in his room. I think that's a very powerful image. Again, getting back to this thing too, where he's like, hates the internet but is born of the internet and wrapped up in all of that oh my god he's the bane of the internet <laughs> i was born in it yeah. <laughs> he's having this joker moment um well, yeah see i i kind of did know the whole youtube thing Mm. Um, and that's, I think that is the opening shot of the special, isn't it? It's like a, a lonely room with a keyboard and a chair. That was like yep. the same framing of like some of his, uh, yep. uh turned to the side, like when the yeah. technology wasn't there. Yeah. Oh my God. Get him out. <laughs> <laughs> There's a door. Um, yeah. So what, what are you trying to say with the history of it? Trying to school me on like internet history and shit? No, I just, I think the related thing is oh, okay. he is disdainful of say the white woman's Instagram. It could be misogynistic because he's focusing on women. He could have just been like white people's Instagram. It's not going to, it's not going to hit the same. It's not going to have the same theme, I think. And maybe wants to be in it. It's like he can't remove it. Like the fact is like he's basically talking about how much he hates the internet and how it ruined our brains and he has to have it and make a special anyway in the pandemic. He needs to make the content. A bit of everything all the time I think is the song that hits on that. Mm -hmm. I liked to see it because I had heard interviews with him after eighth grade came out and he sounds like He's talking very fast and sounds sort of conspiratorial about it, about the internet. And he's very much like screen time's terrible. Don't give your kids iPads. A lot of that kind of stuff comes out in. Not even, but it's not the privacy thing. He's like, it's fucking up your neurology and your physiology. And, um, but he is of it. He only exists and can be comfortable and successful but also tortured by it because of it. That's why I think he's, his critiques are interesting. Yeah. So I, so my main thing and like the thing that I texted you about that I was like, oh, bitch, I hate that I can't fucking text you and I have to say oh, yeah, yeah. shit for this fucking I have a strict thing. policy for thick Wisconsin accent episodes. Don't <laughs> fucking talk to me about the topic before we record. But yes. So between and then now and I was like I was like that that meme of that kid where like the vein is popping out and I'm like mm, it's <laughs> yeah, aren't so you like, curious about the true what's going on in that picture is it there must be an explanation online I think it's purely when you know in high school and people had like weird kind of human tricks I feel like it was just he can pop out his vein and that's it there's no other reason I'm like this is why I can't with you I could have gone my whole life not <laughs> questioning that and here you are being all like but I wonder and now I'm like I, I won't be able to sleep tonight I will not mm. be able to sleep tonight I'll, I'll let you know when I find out later really. <laughs> I'm gonna end this call and be like oh pop out vein meme uh, oh but what was the thing you were gonna you you had to text me about so oh, 
there's this part, there's bird sounds, there's like a projection, it's like a, like a gentle, like yellow lighting. Yeah, he um, got in a weird trees. nature-based vibe for a while, yeah. Back. Yeah, and he's still wearing like his white boxer, but like you can't really tell anymore because it's kind of like obscured by the lighting a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he's doing a live comedy segment, he's sitting yep. down. And this, this was where my one laugh came from, by the way. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I want to know what you thought about this because he's doing like this thing like, oh, I'm, I'm so glad we can like have this space during such hard times. And it's like the same script, like the same, um, how you open up your email. I'm hoping this email finds you well, um, in spite of, or amidst hard times, or I can find you as well as you can be for some of, uh, you know, our more conservative Mm, Especially now in these times. Yeah. In these hard times and like all of that. So it was kind of like, um, starting off with that and being like, Oh, I just think it's so beautiful that we can like laugh and like that. Um, my presence as a joke writer maker and teller whatever mm-hmm. um, can bring you like i'm a blessing to these hard times it felt very much that right like mm. I'm, the, I'm a gift to the fucking world mm-hmm. um okay t so where i laughed pff, i'm like good for you where i laughed was um the pirate joke with the maps yeah because <laughs> <laughs> it was so you get so you kind of you get before that he is completely it's sarcastic he's completely parodying yeah. it yeah and then like oh but here's a joke yeah it's like it it get it plays off of his early thing too like is it even appropriate to joke is comedy over and what's it even going to be i think there was more of that question and vibe at in the pits of the pandemic and lows of the social unrest and righteous protest, um, but still a lot of uneasy feelings about what the future holds. Um, there might have been some of that, like why even make jokes anymore? It's like it's not needed. Plus, everything was framed in terms of what's essential and non-essential. I saw a lot of comics saying like we're not essential. It's fine. Uh, if they can never do comedy again, they should do something else. So there was a pretty low point, I think, for creators at that in the middle of everything. So I think he was commenting on that. Because there's like that that question of like, um, what are what are jokes like anymore, or like, um, <laughs> after the Me Too movement, mm. shit blew up, and it's like I can't even be in the room with a woman anymore. Mm. So, like, what is it going to be like? Like, I can I even joke or whatever? Yeah, like, of course. Um, but on the other end... The other the other side, the other side of that, I think, that was interesting. Oh, yes. Like, it's needed. Like, oh, it's more now more than ever, blah, blah, blah. How do you feel uh, about that? How do you see that? Uh, I think it's a broad umbrella, but I think comedy not only is needed always, but will exist whether people deem it needed or not. 
And I think at the root of it, comedy that I like, and most of it is almost always making some kind of social critique, even if just absurdity is the critique. Because I was going to say the other side of it, he says in that same bit, he says, does anybody want to joke when no one's laughing in the background? So some of it reminded me of people's what people have said about on this show, what have people have said about Zoom shows is when everyone's muted and they can't hear a laugh. Like it's so bleak and dystopian. They like turn off the call and they're just in their apartment or like the like I remember watching one comic was in a closet because she like lived with a bunch of people and that was the only quiet place to do her Zoom show. What a metaphor. Yeah. They're queer too. So it, yeah. I but the I think he drew out some of that anxiety well with like he had a keyboard like with or beat maker, whatever, hitting the button for his own laugh track (laughs) was super dark and funny. But I think the related thing is yourself try making a fucking special in a room and no one's laughing. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, okay, here's another thing. Do you think it was real when he like tried starting like a, some kind of, dialogue like a bunch of times and eventually just like gave up and like knocked over some stuff oh yeah that was that was another thank you for reminding me of that that was another uncomfortable moment where it's like should i be watching this yeah like he he leaves and he's just like fuck like i can't get it to blah 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 and i think that what did i think in the moment when i saw it i feel like the the discomfort was so real that I'm just kind of like, oh, I feel like he just left that shit on. Like, I feel like he mm-hmm. really did um, put that in. I mean, like, let's imagine if he had, like, I don't know, like, been like, okay, now to, you know, display how hard it is to be working on this fucking shit by myself, allegedly. Um, let me let me throw, like, a little hissy fit. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just, like, doesn't sound very... I don't want to believe that. But also to your earlier point, who cares? Is that what you said? <laughs> you know, like there's no real use in questioning whether it's uh, like the birthday thing, like whether it's real or not. Not to say there's no use. I'm just kind of like, I still find it valuable and interesting. Effective. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? What do you think the point of that leaving that part in uh, was? And do you think it was effective? I think that's just to push the narrative structure of the whole thing because it it has like a, it's not a U shape either because I wouldn't say the ending like actually is very positive like he comes out of it okay. Yeah. I think it kind of furthered. He has to. Sh- it's like uh, you have to show the low point, like the the characters are going through their struggle or whatever. I think that for him is just oh, yeah. one of the examples of okay. the pits of it, the negative. Like the narrative needs a conflict. Yes. That shit was uncomfy. That was like, you know, a little weird. Yeah. Pretty, I don't know if it's relatable for anyone that records anything. There's some days you're just like, the words aren't coming out. I Sometimes I try to do the intros for this show and it's just, I got to record it multiple times and I just like, I'm frustrated. But his was the additional baggage of, I need to make this thing work so that I didn't waste all this time like six months to a year to 18 months I kind of wish there was a counter of like day whatever you you knew what where he was at or just the actual date like oh I see but I think he switched the order around of a lot of things and it would probably mess it up to do that 
like stylistically there were at two points in the uh special where he's trying to cultivate this discomfort where he's like zooming in on like the black hole of the camera mm. um so there was that and like some of the lighting things that i i wanted to talk about like the projections are actually like very simple i want to say like there's one part where he's like projecting himself onto himself yeah oh wow what a metaphor um <laughs> yeah that is just like oh okay that's not terribly complicated but somehow you know he like did it and put it together in this ensemble and like it somehow feels like with just that i agree and with just this the equipment he had and his creativity i mean this the songs alone the lyrical content the musical talent all of that together is one thing and putting it all together by himself i feel like he probably reached out and was like i'm doing this so he got like uh technical support and everything but he could he's made a like a much more interesting special than like anything in the like just theater filming a performance in a theater format is going to do. And it kind of fucks up my thinking about comedy specials for a while, probably. Okay. He did something so much more interesting because of the setting of where it's shot. The fact that it's just him, no audience. I don't know if I'll feel differently about it. The next like great special that I see, I'm pretty easily influenced that way, but but that's why I'm saying it perfectly bookends his rise and where he's at because he is the original generation of bedroom producers. He was able to build a career out of just making YouTube videos from his bedroom. And he's still there when he's 30 and doing something so much more interesting than a lot of people are doing with a regular format. So, but maybe only he could do that. I don't know what this special would look like if other people were making a special randomly in their bedroom shit is gonna catch on or would people like um see it so clearly like as a ripoff that maybe it wouldn't like is it potentially format changing or do you feel like this is something that might like to this extent uh die with him i'm trying to think if some people have used like audio visual things uh what's the word like projections but more like images in the background but it's only ever for a bit never I've never seen anything like this in a comedy special used in this way where it completely sets the mood, even from the beginning where he's got the, he's just at that point, you can tell he's just using shit around his apartment. He must've had a headlamp and then he does the disco ball thing with it. And that's when I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting from the start. I think you hit on something though, with you're given the opposite effect of it is made to look as simple as possible, but then he's, kind of doing a lot with the space with the projector and things i kind of want to know do you do you, what do you think of the ending i think it's it's interesting that the special came out this month last month i was experiencing some of the like fully vaxxed be able to go out and do some stuff but getting i don't want to minimize people that really go through like panic attacks but having little kind of moments of this is kind of hard to get back adjusted to being outside again i felt a little bit of that tonight like um remembering how to be i was always like awkward anyway but remembering how to be a person in a room introducing yourself meeting people that kind of thing have to get learning back of that he makes it seem like at the end 
uh, like if he were to have presented this special that he came up with, but now actually out on the road on a stage and then it's like, he's comes out of the room, but he's locked out of it and then has like a panic attack trying to go back inside. Do you feel hopeful after watching this special? Do you feel like, I was panicking just now a little bit because I was like, do I remember the ending? Do I have to pull up Netflix? Right I now? consciously tried to s remind you and jog your oh, memory. Me a rope. Oh my God, you're so lovely. Um, James Homer, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he's, yeah, like the, the, that part of the house. I don't know why, but it reminded me of, um, you know, God, I another. Sh I'm, we're just clouding people up all of the time. Mm -hmm. um, that Twitter account called Liminal Spaces, mm. where every other day they post like a, like um, I don't know, like an abandoned mall with like no people in it, or like um, I know one of your favorites, uh, your ancestral uh, Taco Bell uh, booths with like the you oh. know, the retro shit. Um, and oh, I don't know why I fuck, I love, I love those so much or like a random office space, mm. um, from the nineties or something that yeah. has like a, like a crunchy texture to it. The way that that, oh, and then one of these was like an underground bunker where the grass and shit and everything is like fake and it has like a fake like sunset lighting and it's like the outside facade of a house, but you can like go in it, whatever, mm. you know, um, cold war. Why did why did that white house that he came out of why why did it look like that because it gave me those like liminal vibes like everything around it is like obscured yeah you just see like the little corner of this house so I'm just like is this a real house or is it I'm like is it in the room just kidding oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was on a I feel like it was on a stage and made to look like it's on a stage either in a theater or a sound stage. And I, I had said, I think too, is like looking at the architecture of his apartment. I was like, if this is like, is this in LA? Is it, it looks like it's pretty old. Mm -hmm. With the arch. But then walking at the arch, the like circle is kind of crazy. And then walking out of the door to this constructed one is like, what is it trying to affect? If, if someone were to build a scenery for a stage uh -huh. production of this, it would look like your basic house house. <laughs> How did I feel? Do I feel hopeful? Do I feel whatever? Um, no, that shit was like incredibly depressing. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and like, I would worry about him if uh, he wasn't making like hella fucking money off of Netflix and this shit and getting mm. hella like notoriety. Like, he's gonna be, he's gonna be just fine. He's gonna be. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I think with that in mind, I was just like, I don't know. But that's what I keep saying, though, is like, it doesn't matter him, the person, the representation that he's created, the art he's created, I think speaks to the anxieties that other people who don't, who don't have all the resources that you're talking about are going to go through. So hopeful. I'm hopeful. I think I'm always hopeful when people still make art amidst things. Like I said, I think whether there's some problems with it, but he has maybe pushed his mostly white audience towards thinking more and more about things. It's, then the question is whether we're going to act on them, the things that we learn. Or I'm pretty hopeful we'll after it. Or laugh and leave. Yeah, That's or are we just going to laugh? Yeah, oh, it is shit, isn't it? Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, I, oh, you know, and then I just randomly thought of like the fucking Twitch when it turned into. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that shit, the, the, the little, the little spurt of like serotonin that I got from him being like, all right, um, thanks for the donation. Like, thank you so much. Um, mm. Like, thanks for gifting. I don't know how Twitch works. Um, yeah. I should start. Don't sit Twitch. Like. <laughs> I don't know what it just, would like, be. Sit- you know, um, I guess there's no, are there funny video games? Um, leave that in the comments of like the latest Instagram uh, post. At what should, what? Shit in the front. <laughs> <laughs> like, what should I play? Uh, we're not there yet. We got to build, we got to build the listenership. I don't want to, I don't want to stream to uh, a couple. down but yeah, what did you think of like the little video game simulation shit he was doing? I think he's so skilled at perfectly mimicking or satirizing uh, the different styles and style, different genres that he's working with. And he nailed that one. Even like the movement that he kind of mimicked, like, because yeah. this is where I was like, oh, he knows exactly what he's doing. Because he, when you first start a game, you don't know exactly where to walk and what to do. You're just kind of seeing your character walk around a little bit to figure out how it works. And, and I feel like, like he okay, did that. It looks like it's 2D. I yeah. Switch the camera angle. Yeah. 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 But that was, I don't know. That was like highly, highly um, enjoyable. I think um, what serves, you know, my little TikTok attention span is like the immediate cuts, like swiftly cutting through things very fucking enjoyable like i'm tired of this shit like let's move on i think that was really well done yeah it reminds me of like early youtube jump cutty style videos yeah which he's like right in that generation that would make sense people trying to guess my age are like oh they know about 2008 7 youtube but like also this like are they old enough to rent a car without the you know yeah uh, as neither, I also don't know. Uh, I will be figuring it out along with the listenership in more installments oh of God. a thick Wisconsin accent. Is there any last thoughts you want to leave everybody with, pal? Um, catch up on hacks uh, so you can follow. Are you Cody going to be doing more of that? Because that shit was, oh, why? He's nodding no. Why? I think... Um, <laughs> Wait, let me just skip. Let me just skip. Let me just cut through the BS. Does Cadi have a podcast? (laughs) Uh, I don't know Cadi's plans. She tried podcasting a little bit. Um, I think she has things in the works. Uh, Oh, I can't wait. We, I keep telling her she should have one. She like tried one out in the pandemic. Um, I think she's great. Mm -hmm. She's very fun. I think she's just on on her grind right now trying to do sets and that's what she was saying on the this last episode with her like her catch up was there's so many things you have to do or can do in stand up to move your stand up career along that are not stand up and podcasting is definitely one of them so I think she'd be good at it I think she's not super into that medium she also said she hates editing them which I understand oh. Well, maybe I can go to one of the stand-ups in the future. But yeah, my closing thoughts are, um, you know, go to therapy, stay away from salt caramel fucking (laughs) ice cream, okay? And um, yeah, you know, 
and if you sit in the front punch, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't punch the, the, the headliner. And that's, yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening to Don't Sit in the Front. Please rate and subscribe and leave me a review. You can follow the show on Twitter with the handle don't underscore sit or don't sit in the front, all one word, on Instagram. Our music is composed by Chris Helking and our cover art is provided by Memory Bloom Studio. Thank you so much for listening and just remember to always punch up and keep swinging. <laughs>